This is your host, Dr. Mesma Shabazz. Hello, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome again to my roundtable. I appreciate all of you for joining us and listening in and downloading and giving us reviews all around the world. Today, I'm so pleased to introduce you to a very good friend of mine, Miss Sonia Santavener, and she's a beautician stylist, and she has two beauty salons, one in Middletown and one in Norwalk area in Connecticut. And so I am so grateful that she agreed to do this at a moment's notice, but I wanted her to come in and talk to us about beauty and how we can express ourselves from within out, right? Welcome, Sonia. Welcome. Hi, Mency. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. You look beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> so, I'm in the beauty industry. <laughs> yes. So it's natural to, for us to show up looking our best. We know each other quite well. We do. We do. You want to share a memory? Oh, I have so much memory of us, Nancy, from relaxer days. <laughs> days. Yes. Hair <laughs> breaking, can stay on, hair cut short. But one of my most memory you is when my son went to the college that you were, you taught. Mm-hmm. And he came in and he said, mom, I talked to this lady and her name is Mentima. She's the kindest, kindest oh. person. And she took me aside and she helped me with my problems. And she walked me through this. I said, she's my client. She comes here. Really, mom? <laughs> so from then we have a close bond because you show such great interest in my child. Of course, uh, he is my child too. As I say, I have many children and he's such a delight to connect with. So I share one of my memories. I remember, as you said, I've been through many different hairstyles. (laughs) And there was one time, I don't even know which hairstyle I was moving from to, but my hair looked in a mess. You gave me a good scrub that day. (laughs) Yes, that's what. People pay for, right. <laughs> and, and I don't know. I don't know what was tangled in my hair at that time, but <laughs> you gave me a good scrub, and I thought, oh my goodness, yeah, that was a treat. Got me. So <laughs> she got me because whenever you go to a salon, it's always started in the wash house experience in the wash house is good you say oh I could take a chance with this girl she know how to shampoo my hair right and I felt so good after that and I've been coming to you since so and I always leave very satisfied because you always listen to what it is that I want or don't want and still make it work beautifully and calmly. We have such great conversation when you come. I don't know. Whenever you come, we always have time to to chat. We talk about our, talk about spiritual being, and you always leave me so empowered that it's words can't express. Oh, my goodness. We do something for each other, right? So we both, as businesswomen, entrepreneurs have gone through quite a bit last year with everything shutting down and having to really cope 
and, and also adapt to the new changes we all have to make. What is your takeaway from that? Well, as you said, adapt to the new changes. None of us knew this was coming. And all of us have to dig deep within ourselves to find out what we can tap into. I found out that I am a painter. (laughs) (laughs) I find out that I painted my whole salon. I have some magazine, I reorganize it. And I just sit sit back and think deep and love my family even more. More time with my grandkids, more time with my kids, more times with my mom. And it was just an eye opener to a whole lot of things. And the things sometimes we take for granted, right? We kind of get very busy with so many things. And before we know it, time is gone and we don't think we have enough time to do other things. Exactly. But we were forced to really look deeply within ourselves and within ourselves, our real purpose in life. Right. And, And get rid of some of the things we don't need. Need, exactly. You and I have something else in common. Uh, we're both immigrants. Yeah. Yeah. So is there a story you want to share? I have one that came up to me. This <laughs> I'm from Jamaica and I came here when I was 25. The first time I came, I was living with my aunt in Windsor, Connecticut, and I've never seen snow before. And all night I sat up and I wanted to see snow and everybody went to bed because nobody know when snow is coming. They said it's going to come at 10, it probably come at 12. So I waited and waited, no snow. The next morning I woke up and the whole place was full of white stuff. And I said to my aunt, who threw cotton all over everywhere? (laughs) (laughs) So my uncle and me, I struggled and he said, go to work. (laughs) (laughs) It was so crazy, but that was one of my stories of coming to America and start my family here, met my husband, married with two kids, my ex-husband, married with two kids and my boys, they're a delight, boys. Right. (laughs) Anybody who raised boys, you have lots of stories. (laughs) Right. <laughs> my boys have me on a roller coaster, but I love them. They're my joy of my heart. My grandkids, they're my whole heart. So, yeah. I'm happy to say that I know both your boys quite well, and I've had good conversations with both of them as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, I share my immigrant story. And you know, when you come and you have to do your go to immigration, get your paperwork, and applying for my green card, et cetera. And I had a lawyer. He was such a nice man. He was old on that. And <laughs> there was one, one time I went to his office to see him. And as he was writing something, taking notes, et cetera, the pen stopped on the paper, right? And <laughs> it was like he fell asleep. And, and I'm thinking, oh God, I, what am I going to do? <laughs> they will think I killed this man. <laughs> I don't have my papers yet. So I, I sat there for as many minutes as this man was not writing because I was afraid also to wake him, say something, to start. What's wrong? To, to startle. Did you scare him or something? I didn't want to startle him. You know? So. So I, I sat there quietly and waited until he woke up and started writing. Again. 
<laughs> I started writing again. Oh my goodness, that was funny. Did you, did you eventually have to get another lawyer? <laughs> oh no, no. Actually, he saw me through it. He did everything. He had a younger lawyer, so if I had to go for an appointment or something, the younger guy came with me. But he, he was such a gentleman, so. I appreciate him really taking good care of me, but that was my experience. And for me, coming from Jamaica too, I never leave my mom. My mom was married and everything, but I said, you're coming with me. And I took her right along with me and she's here with me up until today. So I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. I know your mom too. And then, so. got, and then I got my other sibling. I was the first one to in my old family to come to this country and after everybody followed. That's yeah. nice. I paved the way. Yeah. <laughs> Mother you did, bear. <laughs> yeah, you did a nice job getting your family together. Yes, yes. family is everything to me. Family is everything. Now there's one more thing I think I know about you is how grounded you are in your spirituality, right? And you expressing, having a spiritual practice Mm -hmm. that you really rely on as part of your process, how you treat people, how you relate to the divine, etc. You want to talk about how that has contributed to your success. Yes. As everybody knows that I'm a member of Shiloh Christian, Pastor Paul Ilton, such a preacher and a teacher. But even from that, growing up in Jamaica, my mom always grew up us in church. My mom always said, Pray about everything, worry about nothing. That's her mentor. She always say that, pray about everything, worry about nothing. So as we all could always do with more spirituality and more teaching, but my thing is giving, give back and you'll always be blessed. And my thing is behind the chair. I'm always talking about what God has done for me. How do I get here? And he's my savior. He's my everything. My number one prayer is the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And I'll repeat that every day. And I will talk to my guests. Sometimes I don't even know what I'm going to say. I just open my mouth and words flow. So I think behind the chair is my greatest strength to talk about what God has done for me. Now, when you talk about the being behind the chair, right? Behind the chair. Right. Standing behind the chair, giving service to my guests. We, hairstylists, cosmetologists, we are lawyers, we are doctors, we are spiritual advisors, we're everything behind the chair. So I, my greatest strength is when I stand behind the chair, giving my guests service. I could speak to them. I could pray with them. I listen to everything. I get my certification right behind there. <laughs> right. And sometimes in relationships and you build relationships with your my guess, clients yeah. or your guests, as you call them. And yeah. <laughs> every time someone leaves your salon, they walk away feeling joyful, not only from how they look, but within them, they are able to express something positive or exchange is the exchange. Yeah. I think yeah. that counts more, right? Yeah, because when you have a guest in your chair, not only that they're going to remember how their hairstyle look, they're going to remember how you make them feel. 
Okay. Right. And if it's just one thing you could find about the person to say, you know what? You are beautiful teeth. You are beautiful inside out. You're just within the conversation, you got to find one good thing that you can touch the person with. And you never know how that person's going to leave your chair feeling. So right. I practice that. Now, how many years have you been doing this? About 30 years. I'm 30 years. <laughs> I'm much older than you are. So, you know, We're old. <laughs> I, we, I think we're getting younger by the day. I know. You're 30. <laughs> Do you want to be 30, though? Oh, no. No. <laughs> I remember my 30s. I mean, it, there wasn't anything really harsh going on, but it wasn't right I had a young child then so so I think I prefer this age yeah it's so mature it's so mature and we've been through it (laughs) and as girls you know as women we get to do whatever we want really exactly we hold power yeah now talking about women I wanted to check in with you because one of the things I noticed coming to your salon is how you have had several young women through that you've mentored over the years and not only them working for you but you do so many other coaching going to these meetings us out of state with them etc do you want to share how and why you do them well our artistic director of john paul mitchell system robert Cromins, he said you get them from the branch, meaning you get these kids from the school, not from the barrel, because whenever you get stuff from a barrel, you don't know what it's mixed in with. So if you get it directly from the branch, you know you're getting something that you can mold, you can teach, you can do whatever you want. And most of my girls I got from beauty school, especially one with me, Brenda, she's with me 15 years and she's such a joy, such a delight. You could teach her anything she get it. And all my girls that I have, they come to me very young and they do it my way and they don't leave. I treat them like my daughter I never have, my daughters that I never had. And they're just like one big family. Once you step foot in the main switch business salon, at first they thought that I was like, oh, she's serious. She have this accent that, oh, I don't understand. But you know what? After they get to know me, it's such a such a joy to work with. Everybody just fall right in line. And all my guests love my girls. All yes, my- I, I've known quite a few of them and I know Brenda quite well. So I've seen how you really help yeah. them along the way and giving them opportunities, I should say, yeah. as they grow older, they can make choices about what they want to do want with their lives. Right? They don't, don't want to leave. And they are friends. Not only that, they work together, they are friends. For an example, I was in Norwalk fixing my other salon. It was on a Sunday and I drove up and one of the girls, I think it was Valentina, she parks. And I said, where are you going? She said, one of the other girls, I thought it was Kanisha, she's going to have a photo shoot and we all going to support her. And I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> they 
all going to support her. We have regular team meetings where you just sit, let down, talk about what's working, what's not working. And they look forward for the team meeting. I cook for them. I do whatever they want. And they just, one thing, if you love your girls and they help to build whatever you have, build your business, they'll move mountain for you. And that's true. That is, so what you're saying is you should treat the people you bring in well. Well, and they will move mountain for you. Yeah. What advice would you give young girls coming into different opportunities that are given to them? Because right out of high school, sometimes you don't know what it is that you want to do. But you're given an opportunity to come work with you. How seriously should they take it? And what can they take from an experience like this and move forward with it? One thing that I tell all my girls that comes in, they could be beautiful, they could be tall, they could whatever they are. I said, come with a open heart. Come with a mindset that I want to learn. Come with a mindset that I can take direction. Don't come and you know it all. If you come and you know it all, there's no room for nothing else. So right. come with an open heart, an open spirit. That's mantra. I, I love that. Just come with an open heart. Come with a learning attitude. And they will, it will take you far. Now, how many of them still are in the beauty business? Are they still all doing the same things or some have moved on? Yeah, your girls. Yeah, I have two that moved on and called me and said, Sonia, if I didn't get my start here, I would never know what to do. And one of my other girls, she took a class in criminal justice and I think she want to be in law enforcement so you can't keep them back they're young girls they come to me when they're 15 16 so they're still learning and I I give them I give them space to grow and figure out what they really want most of the hairdressers stay the girls that answer the phone and pick up around the salon some of those girls move on I have one girl that She used to come to me after school and she lives all the way in the New Haven area. And there is not a Saturday. She always there. And she went to Georgetown and she said, Sonia, my teacher asked me to write a piece and something that she knows well. And she said, I didn't know nothing but shampoo and conditioner. She said, I wrote about super skinny shampoo and super skinny conditioner. And after my teacher read it, she said, you know what? I'm going to buy it and I'm going to use it. You know know how good that make me feel? She said, I knew nothing. I only know the beauty industry. I know my um, product because you taught us the Palmature product. Super skinny, softens and smooth and really here. And she said, I wrote everything about super skinny. And my teacher said she's going out to purchase it. (laughs) Well, now you're doing a commercial for super skinny, right? (laughs) I don't know. Well, you just gave them an, uh, you know, an endorsement, which, which is really good, which is really good. Now, as you work with these girls and you play the role as a mentor, as a teacher, and also as a mother in some ways, right? What are some of the challenges you face as a mother? Hmm. The challenges I face as a mom is... 
<laughs> my, my adult boys will tell me, I would ask questions like, where are you going? What are you doing? Mom, we can't, you can't handle it. <laughs> Challenge I can't handle it. You ain't well, <laughs> don't ask us mom what we're going where we're going or what we're doing you can't handle it <laughs> that's strongly, funny they, they strongly think that they say that because they don't want me to ask them any question so it's not really a challenge it's more like watching the kids taking on a different space in their lives where they're going what they're doing and who is their influencer? Because no matter what you tell them, they don't believe. They listen to their friend parents. Right. <laughs> their friend parents know it better than you, Ma, or whatever. So, but it's just growing pain. So it's life. It's not really a difficult challenge, but. Well, raising kids, it's always, there isn't one straight path of doing it, right? There's no, yep. And I think you and I have had conversations about this, that as mothers, we are just caretakers in a way, and we are just supposed to love our kids. Love our kids, yep. And with love, you can solve many problems. Mm -hmm. With love, you can come from a place of goodness and, you know, just making sure that they are well and they are getting the information they need to really step into their lives successfully. Yep. However, you and I know our kids going to college and doing whatever, still have their own dreams about what it is that they want to do. My son went to college four years. He came home. Mom, I want to be a rapper. (laughs) (laughs) Mind you, I'm from Jamaica. I don't know nothing about rapping, rapper, whatever. So I said, really? I said, I never hear you sing a day in your life. (laughs) I used to take you to church and you were on the church choir like this, mouth closed. (laughs) You really want to be a rapper? (laughs) He said, yeah, I want to be a rapper. (laughs) And you know what? He followed his dream and he's doing well. I was shocked when he got signed by a record label, but he's doing his thing and he's following his heart. Uh, My other son, he's doing well. He is an artist. Everybody knew he was going to be a artist and he's doing excellent too. So I'm proud of my two boys. Yes. And you have some grandbabies along the way. <laughs> yes, I have four. <laughs> four. My heart is my Nala. She knows how much I love her. I love all my grandkids, but Nala is the first one and she took my heart the first time. So right. I love her. <laughs> That's great. She has some attitude too, right? I've seen some photos of her and, you know, posing for pictures and stuff like that. Yeah, she's our grandmother all day. (laughs) (laughs) That's nice. I want to expand this a little bit into the role you play. And you talk about talking to your guests about life in general, right? So many parts that we all go through. Sometimes you help them with their... Whatever it is that they're going through, you pray with some. It's almost like you are a social worker, almost, right? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> and a doctor. And, you know, I mean, we, we I all... Got, I got certified behind the chair. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> it gets better. Right. By the time the tenth one comes up, oh well, I got this. Right. <laughs> but everybody' problems is different. There, right. there's not the same for everyone. Everybody have everybody have a story, and it's all different. Right. And all as different. we tell our stories to each other, we also find pathways to healing. Yeah. Which brings me to my first. You know, I think I've been to Girl Talk. You want to tell our listeners about what Girl Talk, Girl Talk is? Well, Girl Talk was born right in my salon, and it we started 1997. I think this year we're celebrating 25 years. Wow. So this year is going to be grateful, grateful, grateful. 25 years, Girl Talk, and yeah, as I said, Girl Talk was tied in my chair with six ladies. And the reason why Girl Talk, people would come to me and they will tell me what's going on in their life with their husbands, with their kids and everything. And I didn't have nowhere to go with this. And I said to two of the other ladies and said, we should really have a Girl Talk evening. And they said, yeah, let's do it. And we start and I I thought we have like six women and we all gather around and we have food, we dressed up and we talk and we have a moderator. My moderator is my cousin, Lynette Cardi. She used to write for The Current then and she used to work for one of the TV station. I think it was NBC. And she's a great person, great personality. We call her our Oprah. <laughs> so- <laughs> would come in and she would imitate and talk about she will just have an answer for everything even though I am the person that put things together I am not the one that I'm always in the background (laughs) but girl talk is going strong and every year my guests look forward for it we started with six and we have about 50 ladies that attend girl talk right now that's wonderful. So having run some women's group myself, I yeah. know the dynamic is really, really powerful, right? When you have a group of women and I've been to Girl Talk, so that everybody, you as the leader and being a leader does not necessarily mean that you always hold the mic, but mm-hmm. you give other people the opportunity to step up and also present themselves. Exactly. And My favorite part of Girl Talk is Mm -hmm. that every single person in the room gets an opportunity to get up and express what is on their hearts. Yep, yep. And sometimes some people too just listen because when you listen, you learn. I do a lot of listening at Girl Talk. Yeah, I moderate some of it, but I listen, I listen to other people. So I learn because doing Girl Talk, a lot of people didn't know that most of my healing from my divorce came from Girl Talk because I listen. Oh, you're not the only one that's going through this. So it was good. And you mentioned the idea that everybody gets a chance to tell their stories mm-hmm. and it makes other people also stronger. Mm-hmm. from it because we learn from each other and it's good to know that you are not the only person going through something there may be many other women going through the same things that you may be going through and sometimes even some have gone through it so many years before and therefore they have some wisdom to share 
yeah. during these ceremonies. What role does your mother play in this? I, I see her. Yes. Probably my mother is a praying warrior. That's what right. she is. She comes and she gather everybody, you all, and we're going to start Girl Talk off with, uh, pr- with prayer. And, and that set the tone. And everybody follows suit from there. That's yeah. wonderful. What you've had to change Girl Talk dates because it happens sometimes when it's snowing, if I remember carefully. So we always have a snow date, a real date, and a snow date. Yeah. What month do you usually hold it? We have it in December because ladies love to dress up and we always have like a theme. Like right. sometimes we have blues, sometimes we have all white, sometimes we have reds. It's all dependent what the girls in the salon, they will put the invitation together and they said, well, this year we're going to be red and black. All right, this year we're going to be all red. And every time somebody calls, when is girl talk and what are we wearing? All right. <laughs> so so girl talk, what are we wearing? Yeah. So this year's girl talk, what are you wearing? I don't know because it's it's a 25 years. I think we're going to a little touch of silver. Yeah. A touch of silver. Okay. All right. So <laughs> I think you guys hear it first. <laughs> for all the ladies out there listening, a touch yeah. of silver in December girl, for girl talk. talk. At Sonia's, I know you used to have it in the salon. Now it's so big, it's outside. Check it out. Yeah, it's outside. We're going to announce the location soon. And it's more space. We can practice a little more distancing. And people got to show their vaccination. We're going to just do it right. We, right. And- Girl Talk, we hug. We haven't seen, sometimes these women we haven't seen in a whole year, but they are there for Girl Talk. Right. Yeah, seen them for a year but they present themselves a girl talk so we want to hug we want so sure we do the right thing and get vaccinated that's wonderful so we make sure that everybody is safe gathering and just have a good time now you serve dinner too we serve yeah yeah the the girl talk have its own menu (laughs) (laughs) look forward for that (laughs) girl talk have its own menu if they come and it's not there there's a what about this? What about the sweet potato and apple? <laughs> they know what they're coming for. And we never change the menu. It's always the same. All, All right. the salon, they know it right off the back, what we're preparing. And early morning, Saturday morning, we all go grocery shopping. All the girls in the salon, we all attend because we buy everything fresh. We prepare everything from scratch. And they just love the early morning. We got up and we are at Sam's at 6 37 o'clock, pushing the cart. One is checking off. Did you get the mac and cheese? Did you get this? Did you get that? <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun. I am so, so glad that you found a way to empower women, so many from behind the chair. You do it well. As we were having a conversation about beauty and you mentioned something about beauty and grace. Beauty and grace, yeah. Yeah. What does that mean to you? Beauty and grace. Beauty and grace. You're going to be grace, grateful and be gracious about what you're doing. And beauty, everybody said beauty comes from within. And it's really true. Beauty comes from within. Even sitting in the chair, talking to my guests about their beauty that... 
I'm going to beautify them. They're here. So I just comes up with it, beauty and grace. (laughs) Now, as you were saying this, something came up for me to share with everyone else, right? That all sorts of women come to your salon. Mm -hmm. You have older generations. You have younger ones. You have little ones. You have wedding parties and all sorts of things. You have every race in your salon and the diverse group of women that show up there day after day after day and we all get along beautifully so kudos to you thank you for doing such beautiful work now as we come to the end of this conversation and we're getting there (laughs) you know I like when I get to this part of the podcast I kind of almost feel nostalgic already that it's going to end because <laughs> <laughs> we have such a good time. I know. And we always do. So I want to ask you, because you're coming on as a woman of power and grace, right? mm-hmm. and what are your thoughts? Who is a woman of power and grace? I didn't have to think about it because my mom is a woman of power and a woman of grace. My mom, as I tell her, she's a prayer warrior. And when I was leaving Jamaica, I didn't left her. She, I brought her with me because she's the one that empowered me. She's the one that teaches me how to cook, how to clean, how to take care of my home, how to pray and pray. My mom said, pray about everything, worry about nothing. So my mom is... And I don't know if we tell her enough, but I'm telling you, mom, on this podcast, that you are my inspiration. And I love her, world without end. And she loved her kids. She prayed for all of us, not every minute. She prayed for us every day. She called by us all by names. She does the same thing for the grandkids. So my mom, she is the one that empowered me. And she is the woman of grace. Of grace. She's a woman uh, of grace. Even at our church, everybody knows her as the woman of grace. And if they want somebody to pray, she prays, she'll move mountain. <laughs> well, on that note, since I know her quite well, I would also put my name on the list. <laughs> yes, mommy, I got you. <laughs> yeah, tell, tell mom my name on the list. Yes. And as a person, she said, she prayed you up. She keep all our grandkids, all our her kids prayed up. (laughs) Right. So I'm looking forward to being prayed up. Prayed up. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for. Thank you. Love you. Take care. Love you too. Thank you. And I thank all the listeners for showing up again and they will review conversation and let us know how they felt about it. That would be wonderful. Thank you all for listening. Bye-bye. Ciao.